the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a lot of you like me when you kind of bathe in these words. When you let them rush over you, you recognize there's some needs in your life. You need some of those freedoms. You really do believe the Lord is your shepherd, and yet you've not been living free from fear or or free from conflict. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. 450 of them died. Now, some of you are asking, 1,500 jumped. Why did only 450 die? Well, 450 sheep make a pretty soft landing pad. So those last ones, they didn't die, but it was devastating. In an economy where the average person only had a few thousand dollars in a whole year, the loss of those 450 sheep was estimated to be a value of 100 thousand dollars it's hard to believe but i'm not pulling the wool over your eyes (laughs) when the sheep are guided by a shepherd that's not doing their job it's the sheep who suffered but in this passage david says the lord powerful personal jehovah god he is my shepherd he's the one who provides for me how do i know he provides it's because of that next phrase the lord is my shepherd i what shall not want but there again we come to kind of an english phraseology dilemma Most of us don't go around saying, I don't want for anything today. That's that's not in our phrases. So what does that mean? Maybe a better way of saying it would be, I lack for nothing. I don't need anything. That's what the psalmist is saying. Because the Lord, Jehovah, is my personal shepherd, protector. He's provided for me. And I have no lack in my life. I don't need anything. I am content. Why? Because Jehovah is a self-sufficient, all-sufficient God who's my source. He's an inexhaustible supply, and his character is unchanging because he was, he is, he forever will be, and it's that God that is my shepherd. So here's our question, right? What about you? Is the Lord your shepherd? Have you really understood that truth that there's nothing you could need that he won't supply? When you understand that, you can better understand that New Testament verse from Philippians 4 that says, My God 
shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Now, why does he do that? Because that's his responsibility. Did you catch that? You, I, we are under his management. And and this is something I realize most professing Christ followers, they've never fully understood. It it so goes against our Americanized culture that says you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's what we say. And yet he says, no, that's my job. I'm your provider. So a pastor now, right at 30 years, why do more people not demonstrate themselves faithful with their finances and give charitably? Because they're managing that part of their life. They're not letting the manager manage it. Why do people not give of their time and serve in the Lord's church or or maybe surrender to a call to go to a mission field, even though they felt that? It's because they're trying to manage and figure that out rather than recognizing that it's He's the one that'll figure out the details. Why, why do people give up on their marriages and think they can't make it work? It's because we're at the end of our rope. We can't do anything else rather than understanding that, man, our only hope is the power of the gospel, understanding that because of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's my only ability because he's the one who can manage this. I'll never manage it on my own. You see, what this leads me to believe is that there's a lot of people that say the Lord is my shepherd. But there are very few that can really say, I shall not want. I'm content. I have everything I need. And yet remember that truth. When the Lord is truly your shepherd, you have everything you need no matter what. I want to show you a couple of resources that have been helpful to me. One of them is this little book by Dallas Willard. He's now deceased. He wrote this great book called Life Without Lack. It's living in the fullness of Psalm 23. It's been a great resource to me in this series. But listen to what he says about a life without lack. A life without lack is a life in which one is completely satisfied and sustained no matter what happens. Don't you want that? Don't you want to wake up on Monday morning and say, hey, whatever this week brings, bring it on. Because I've got the good shepherd in charge of my life. Don't you want to live in such a way where you think, man, I don't want to get that call from the doctor. I I don't want my family to go through tragedy. I, I want to keep my job. I don't want to lose it. But if that happens, God will see me through. You see, most of us have spent some time in places like this, and and we've heard these truths from the Bible, but we just don't live it out. Our anxiety, our our panicking, the control that comes into our life keeps us from experiencing that life without lack. So I want to show you how the Lord provides. That's what this psalm begins to detail. First it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, the first thing that's funny about this is if you've been to Israel, where David would have been writing this psalm, 
it's not a land of a lot of green pastures. I mean, for a shepherd to have green pastures, he's already gone to a lot of work to provide for the sheep. But let's not hang out there. Let's focus on those first words. He makes me lie down. And let's think about how we interpret that. God's like Clint Eastwood. He's the terminator. He's the enforcer. He's that villain that's going to make us do right. So when we go through tough times and we face something bad, God must have done this to punish me. God must be trying to get me straight. If that's the right way to interpret it. But it's not. Again, we miss the point there a little bit. He makes me lie down. There's another resource I want to make you aware of. It's called A Shepherd Looks at Psalms 23. This is a classic Christian book. If you're a reader, I would encourage you to get this just to help you devotionally go through this psalm. It's written by a guy who was a real-life shepherd. (laughs) So he can answer some of those questions that I and most of you really don't understand. And he points out something interesting. There's only a particular set of circumstances that are going to cause a sheep to lie down. So when the psalmist was saying, he makes me lie down, he's not talking about force. He's talking about provision. And here's why. There are four things that will keep a sheep from lying down. First of all, they're very afraid. Keller tells a story of when he was tending his flock of sheep that one of his friends came to visit. And as she got out of the car, her little tiny itty bitty puppy got out of the car with her. But when the sheep saw that little puppy, they were scared out of their wits. And they began to run to the other side of the pastures because sheep are fearful creatures. So a sheep would never lie down unless they are free from fear. Some of you, you're missing out on God's best. You feel like he's distant in your life. You're not connecting with him on a regular basis. You may come to church. You may go through some of the motions, but you're living in fear. You're afraid of your past being discovered. You're afraid of what the future may hold. You're afraid of letting people around you down. You're afraid of failure. Fill in the blank. And you've maybe heard it, but you've not embodied the other spiritual truth that says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of of love and of a, a sound mind. And so this fear is controlling you. You're not free from fear. But but Keller says there's some other things that have to be there too. Not only do they have to be free from fear, they have to be free from friction. Sheep are kind of like us sheeples. They sometimes have trouble getting along. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Sheep have conflict. You've seen dogs fighting. Or you've seen cats fighting. Now that's a whole other story. Well, sheep can have conflict. And if they're in conflict, they're not going to lie down and rest. (laughs) And, And that's some of you, right? Your life is full of conflict. In fact, if we were to put your name on a board and Just write some other names of people that have conflict. Some of you might have Joe over here or Sally over here or Phil over here or 
Mary down here and there you are and you're thinking man I've got conflict with that person and conflict with this person and con and you haven't ever stopped to notice that the thing they all have in common is you because you're living in that conflict and friction and yet you wonder why you don't have rest in your soul you can't lie down at peace and thirdly he says they have to be free from pest so uh, don't you love florida no seams and mosquitoes this time of year i hate them and and we were in texas a, a couple weeks ago and i i hate flies and sheep have to deal with all that three or four different kind of flies ticks and fleas just gnawing away at them annoyances And, and some of you are living in annoyance. In fact, your life is stress. I mean, when when you look at your life, it's like, ah! I mean, it's stress everywhere. And you know how I know that? Because every time you walk into a room, everybody else feels your, ah! Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says... The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. You introduce stress to every setting you come because you're annoyed by everything. You turn on the news and you're annoyed. You go to a store and they say you need to wear a mask and you're annoyed. Or they say you don't have to wear a mask and you're annoyed. You you hear somebody say, have a good day, but they didn't say it with the right inflection and you're annoyed. You're in the drive-thru at McDonald's and it's not quick enough and you get annoyed and you want your Big Mac for free because everything is an annoyance to you and you wonder I wonder why I can't go to church and just get something I don't get anything when I go to church but you're just being eat up by the pesky things of the world and the fourth thing he had he said they they have to be free from hunger right they have to have a full tummy and he says when those things happen Man, that makes them lie down. (laughs) They don't have to worry about anything. They can have soul rest. Why? Because the shepherd has given them freedom. The shepherd has provided everything they need. And some of you, you're going through part of the motions. You're coming to church. You may even raise your hand occasionally on a song. You may whisper an amen, but you're thinking, I don't get anything out of it. And that's because you're still hungry if all you're getting is an eye hour a week you got to feast on the word you got to dig in daily and say oh god feed me show me what it is you want me to know and when you begin to understand these things you'll begin to figure out 
I, I can have rest. My soul can begin to function more properly. And it's all because of our good shepherd. So, quick question. Remember that list? Fear, friction, the pesky bugs, hunger. What do you need to be free from? Where do you need God to give you freedom today? Where do you need contentment? Well, one more thing, and then we're going to wrap this up. How do I... How do I zero in on that? Once I'm taking these steps, how do I just get everything I can? I think that's the next part of this verse. He leads me beside the still waters. Why still waters? Did you know if you were to follow a shepherd around and they would come to water, which again, most sheep and shepherds are in the desert, so water is not necessarily plentiful. That's why, by the way, a sheep can survive on only the water from dew on the grass for a couple of months. But if you were to follow them around, you might notice that the sheep would go up to a babbling brook. They might go up to a rustling river, a rapid, and they might want to drink. But they'll just stare because it's too chaotic. They can't figure it out amidst the chaos. They need calm and they need still waters. I think some of us need that too. We look at the world around us, the chaos, the confusion, the conflict. We think, how do we go forward? We need some calm. How do we get there? He leads me. 30 years of ministry, hands down, the number one question I'm asked as a pastor. Pastor Paul, how do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know God's will? Here's the answer. He leads you. I know it sounds like an oversimplification, so let me see if I can explain it. So we were in Texas visiting Kimberly's parents, and uh, I was driving around on a couple occasions in a city I knew nothing about, and so I was dependent upon the GPS on my phone. But I was also having to be on the phone about where I was going. So I couldn't do what I normally do. Don't fuss at me about whether or not this is safe. But normally, I'm looking at the map on the GPS because I'm a visual learner. And so I I want to see where that turn is because there are brand new roads I've never driven on. And yet I was on the phone, so I couldn't see the map. And so I just had to listen to the voice. This nice British lady telling me where to turn. And it hit me. Man, that's the way it is with God's leadership in our life. I desperately want like a billboard. I I want him to just write it on the wall and say, this is the way to go. And and so we read just a couple of stories in scripture, frankly, where a fleece is thrown out by Gideon or or there's writing on the wall for Daniel. And we think, yeah, I, I know there's 66 books and a lot of other verses, but I want those two things. I want those signs, God. And he's saying, no, 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 just let me lead you. 
Just follow me. And I'll show you the still water. It's what Jesus was talking about when he met that woman at the well. This woman that had been married several times and now she had a live-in lover. (laughs) She was trying to get her needs met by a man. Some of you are doing that or by a woman or by alcohol or drugs or by your work or you're living vicariously through your kids or, or whatever. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's not the answer. Drink from this well. Come to these calm waters. And you'll never thirst again. That's what Jesus also meant in Matthew 6.33 when he said, Seek first the kingdom of God. And all of his righteousness. And everything else will be added to you. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I I shall not want. He he makes me lie down in green pastures because he's, he's provided so greatly for me. And then he leads me to the still waters. The next words we'll dig into next week, they say, he restores my soul. It literally means, here's an advance notice. It means he brings me back. And God allowed some of you to hear these words because you need to be brought back. You need to determine the answer to those first questions. Do you remember? Who or what is in control of your life? Is it the Lord? If it is, praise the Lord. Give him thanks. Here's the facts. Just as a pastor, I don't know all of you personally. I don't know everything about any of you intimately. But the observation is a lot of us are living like something else is in control of our lives. So, how's that working out for you? <laughs> can, can, if you're trusting in your feelings or you're trusting in your finances or you're trusting in your family or you're, or you're worried about your failures, if, if those are the things controlling you, do you feel content? Yeah, I'm just telling you from my 30,000 foot view, it, it doesn't seem like most people in the world are content. Just go on Facebook. Look how many people try to fake contentment. They give one glimpse of the best moment of their day. And then a lot of people even put a filter on that to make it look better than it even actually is. How's it working for you? And and based on that, what adjustments do you need to make? Where do you need to make changes to honor him? Because when the Lord is the shepherd of your life, when he's truly your shepherd, you have everything you need no matter what. Jay and Catherine Wolf discovered that. Kimberly and I graduated from seminary and God opened an incredible door for us to go serve in an associate roles at First Baptist Church of Montgomery, Alabama. Neither one of us were from Alabama and that in itself was a different world for us, but what a great opportunity and what a great man I got to serve with. A man, he just retired. His name is Pastor Jay Wolf. We watched him and, and Mary Ruth raise their children, and, and, and he had an older son named Jay. 
And Jay went to Sanford, and that's where he met uh, the love of his life. Miss Sanford, literally, Catherine. Everything was going great. It was 2007. They had just had their first child. And about six months later, they're in their home. Catherine got a little dizzy. She began to lose her balance, and she walked into the den of their home, and, and she wobbled over and fell. Jay was home, so he called 911, and she was rushed to the hospital and, and diagnosed with a massive, massive brainstem stroke. She wasn't expected to live. To save her life, a large portion of her cerebellum was removed. The surgery took 16 hours. Catherine was 26 years old. She was unconscious for two months. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.